Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Check out The Projection Booth, Wednesdays on iTunes and ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. Sorry for the false start. 10-yard penalty, <laughs> second down. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. From Asmacore Studios near Detroit, Michigan, it's Unregimented. Gangsters, what's up, guys? Show 135. Get a false start. Kind of like the Lions. Let's talk about that. Chris... I'm Aaron. I'm Rich. Yeah. It's, it's right. like deja vu all over again. Didn't we just do this? No. Nobody had to know. It wasn't even recorded. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just use the first. Oh. <laughs> I like letting them in on the joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did have a little bit of a false start. And Rich, you started saying that you were carded for a lighter. I didn't, yeah. I didn't get to this because why, why would you be carded for a lighter? I didn't know there was an age restriction on lighters. I Yeah, I, I didn't know that either. Um, and even though they're when, childproof, right? And, and you can't theory, buy yeah, a non-childproof it's, lighter. It's one, of the, it's one of the Detroit, you could turn into a crack lighter ones where you can take the back off and adjust it to where you can really get to high flame. So I guess, but it's got the... You can set it for crack. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you know, it's, I, I live close enough to the hood where that's, you know, they still sell that shit. Um, but yeah, uh, I walked in and yeah, um, here's my stuff I'm buying. And she's like, okay. I was like, oh yeah, um, here, I just grabbed the lighter cause we needed one for the house. And she's like, uh, nice try, kid. yeah, I'm gonna need your ID. And I went, took my hat <laughs> off, showed her my gray hair. And she's like, that don't mean anything. I have gray hair. And she claimed to be 21. Show, so. show her the gray pubes. That'll convince her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hold was on a second while I put my nuts on the table. You don't get this shit in your 20s, all right? Was this store north of 8 Mile? Uh, well, it's actually in Redford. It's hey. at 5 and Beach. So. They have a, a zero-tolerance policy on lighters. Well, Redford PD is... They used to at least be pretty Gestapo-like about... But it's a lighter. Selling to minors anything, so I don't know if they... I, it's, dude, there it is. I don't... I Apparently, you have to be 18 to buy one in Redford. I don't know. But like I said, I, I when I was younger, I'd have been a, you know offended or pissed off or whatever. I just, now I'm so old, I just take it as a compliment. Yeah, now, now I just laugh at people like, all right, here you go. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm way old enough, buddy. Probably older <laughs> than you. Old enough to fuck your mother. <laughs> so, that was my Misadventure after adventure after work, yay! Uh, but I you mean, have to be eighteen to buy a lighter, then, right? I would imagine. According to this clerk, either that got to be the, eighteen the to buy a cigarette. Came down on her, but still, it's, it's I don't. Know. Well, I can. I could. You know what? That could be just someone who fucking maybe they're not in charge at home or some shit, and they get their their jollies off of doing that kind of shit at work or, or something. Or the like job's that. not worth it. I mean, you just fucking ask everyone because why risk it? Why, why risk getting fucked with? If I somebody comes I back this- at you and says, "Hey, did you sell this kid a lighter?" Hey, I ask everybody. Even even dudes who have gray hair, gray hair. Yeah, when I worked at Circle K in Florida, that was company policy. Everybody, right? You ID everybody, and I mean, there would Florida. You can sell, of course, in Florida, you can sell beer at a gas station, and so people would fill up and then fill up. And there was the local winos that show up in Sanford, Florida, and I have to see your ID. Then we got to go through this. You see me every day. Company policy, man. You're gonna pay me to be here every day. And I won't yeah. ID you. I don't, I don't want to end up out there next to you. Yeah, it's a so, liability uh, ID, issue. please. Well, uh, no doubt that bitch be power tripping too, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's, there's definitely a lot of that going on. And it's a fucking lighter. It's not It's not age-restricted. It's not like a pack of cigarettes. It's not like a bottle of booze. It's a fucking lighter. It can cause a lot of damage with that flame. Okay, then you just go get a book of matches. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, yeah, you know what? Or That's anything. Right. I mean, just you can go, go to into Meyer and buy, you know, a, a big book of those matches stick uh those uh not book a big box of those big ass fireplace matchsticks and yeah, i bet you they're not gonna card saying. you for that shit or you just buy one of them fucking barbecue starters that's probably you could probably buy one of those too and not get carded this mm-hmm. is when you buy a big hey son what kind of drugs are you gonna smoke with this <laughs> so, <laughs> one i have to have an extra reach for yeah something far away no i mean the bic Oh, oh, they're, they're they're biased against like a bic lighter and not other sources of fire because you don't usually light your bong with a fireplace lighter. Well, speak for yourself. It depends on how <laughs> hey, tall your you bong is. Bong. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? No Chris? friend. <laughs> I didn't catch it. What did you say, Chris? I said maybe you got a six foot bong. Oh yeah, maybe you got a six foot bong. Maybe like Rich said, and no friend. And maybe well, maybe you got one friend, and he's his job is to strap the nitrous balloon to the end of it. 
Oh, speaking of, have you guys seen this invention where it's a beer bong slash weed bong built oh, into yeah. one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like best invention ever. I have not. I yeah, think- I saw that and I was like, if that was around when I was a kid, I'd be dead now. That's, that's something. Like, that's I, like you guys seen Beer Fest, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Er, that, that's that's two of the strikeouts in one. <laughs> yeah. All you need is something for the shot, and there you go. I must have read about loose. this uh, months ago, and I've been meaning to bring it up on Weedsman, but I just always forget. How so. does this work? It's Wait, uh, in front of me. What am I talking about? But right. Still. It's well, it's a pipe that you attach. Uh, a bottle too is that right yeah right so it like kind of screws onto it so you have to do this with a glass bottle uh, i believe I thought, so maybe it's I, not the same thing actually that would well no because you'd still be letting air in talk about the knockout the knockout yes. yeah beer bong attachment yeah what does it look like it looks like a hangover that's the surf and turf plate what the fuck I'm, I'm looking at this thing how does this work knock yourself out yeah okay that's the one i was thinking of you screw it onto the end of a beer bottle and then it's got a little pipe it's like a one hitter it's does got the knockout is an attachment that oh they forgot the word that the knockout is an attachment hey, turns any break. bottle into fucking grammar jesus christ <laughs> the knockout is an attachment which turns any bottle into a beer shotgun water pipe gravity pipe and a beer gravity pipe i don't need to i don't need to bong my beer though i mean my first question is where does where's the weed like i no, it's okay. See that little pipe coming off of there? Mm-hmm. That's a, like a, imagine you had a little bent one hitter that you stuck in the end of that. So you're just oh, so the weeds in that little metal thing? Yeah. So you're hitting that and taking in the beer at the same time. Yeah, you drink the beer and then you exhale the shot. Right. Or the, wow. the or actually, you can't do it at the same time. You'd have <laughs> just be inhaling beer into your lungs. Like it, well, we used a to process do that anyways. To we it. used to take a steamroller, hit that, chug a shotgun of beer, and then exhale the hit. Mm-hmm. Right. It just it was a little bit more more you know logistics I prefer, heavy i prefer hitting the bowl and then taking a hit of beer to soothe the throat mm-hmm. a little bit especially if you get one of those raw hits and you know what the first thing i think about seeing this is and cancer still exists <laughs> working small to big we're some someone spent time money energy on this well it's almost it's such a simple device cancer thing it's, this almost seems like something that somebody figured out how to jerry rig in some frat somewhere it's like some, some frat boys invention. Right. And then they eventually learned how to market it or somebody stole the idea. His dad owned a dealership, so he borrowed some money. So he'll, what's, be, he'll be working for Apple soon. Thank you for listening, liking, and sharing Unregimented on Facebook and following Unregimented on Twitter at Unregimented Pod. If you like Unregimented, please tell a friend to visit ChristopherMedia.net. You can subscribe to Unregimented on iTunes for free just by clicking through the iTunes banner at ChristopherMedia.net. You can also show your support for Unregimented when you buy something on iTunes just by clicking through the iTunes banner at ChristopherMedia.net. It won't cost you anything extra, and it shows your support for Unregimented. While you're on iTunes, please remember to write a review and rate Unregimented five stars. Just click on the iTunes banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Android users can listen to Unregimented for free at ChristopherMedia.net by clicking on the Stitcher radio player on our homepage. You can also listen to Unregimented for free at TuneIn.com or by downloading their free TuneIn radio app. Don't forget, you can always listen to Unregimented for free across any platform just by going to ChristopherMedia.net. Make sure to check out all of the podcasts on ChristopherMedia.net. Mondays and Fridays, you have Unregimented. Reach us at Unregimented Pod on Twitter. Tuesdays and Fridays, you have the Weedsman Podcast. Find those guys at the Weedsman 420 on Twitter. Wednesday, you have the Projection Booth, projection-booth.com, or at Pro Boothcast on Twitter. Saturday, you have the Captain's Table at Captain's Podcast on Twitter. You can also check out one of our new shows. Well, new to us. It's the Ugly Club Podcast. It's another movie podcast, but these guys go with more of a theme each week rather than just one movie. You can check them out at Ugly Club Podcast on Twitter or UglyClubPodcast.com. If you like Unregimented and want to show your support for Unregimented, you can donate to Christopher Media by clicking through the PayPal button at ChristopherMedia.net. If you use Amazon.com, please click through the Amazon banner at ChristopherMedia.net and bookmark the link. It won't cost you anything extra, and when you buy something, you will show your support for Unregimented. If you're looking to launch your own website, please click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net that's who we use to host Unregimented. When you sign up for HostGator by clicking through the banner at ChristopherMedia.net, you are helping to support Unregimented. Did you guys check out the Democratic debate in Nevada yesterday as of recording no, this? only in like soundbite form throughout the right. day today, but... I didn't watch it either, I confess. Um, I ain't got time for that. There's Well, Tuesday night's a pretty heavy schedule now that you've got S.H.I.E.L.D., Flash, and... <laughs> 
<laughs> I zombie all landing on the same night. So I was like, man, eh, forget I'll... the future of the free world. What's going on in the Marvel universe? It's it's <laughs> <laughs> it's not well. It's not like I'm not going to be able to read 27 stories about it on CNN alone the next True. day and see all the video clips and watch the whole thing on YouTube if I wanted to. In addition to watching Rand Paul on YouTube for 24 hours if I wanted to, I don't know how Why many would people you actually watch Rand Paul. I don't know YouTube. how many people. T- <laughs> is him just staring at you? Hey, how's it going? Yeah, I, I don't know how many people took him up on that offer. Um, but let's get back to the debates real quick first then. So some of the bigger things, it, I, I don't know if this was just uh, CNN's bias or the, it was the general consensus. Probably I should, but, but um, it seems like Hillary has overcome uh, her slumping poll numbers and the association with being a liar that's haunted her the past couple of months. Color me astonished, but um, not really. I, wa- I mean, I saw, I watched... Her last name's Clinton. That's in, all I got to say. In the clips that I watched, she was certainly very capable in the debate and uh, nothing shocking. It was nothing that we hadn't seen from Hillary before. I think it's just because we haven't seen her in debate form in a number of years that uh, maybe everybody forgot. She's going to ride that last name all the way to the ballot next november guaranteed well she she certainly brought up her gender twice in uh in separate occasions at pointing out the fact that if she was elected she would indeed be the first woman president which um it seems ridiculous to mention i don't remember obama going up there and being like hey and if first you vote black for president. me throws a mic down yeah black president huh be on the on the right side of history over here he was just uh you know posing himself as a worthy candidate and not and, and it's kind of like a i don't want to call it a gimmick because it seems uh insulting to her gender but it is she she's almost pushing the novelty shall we say well yeah she's gonna do what basically the media did she's gonna do for herself what the media did for obama in 08 like the, the media was the one pushing obama's blackness more than he was that's true you know m- maybe that's part of why she said it is because she's kind of sitting there going hey wait what what the fuck everybody in, in the newspapers was talking about how it's going to be history making if this man gets into the white house and now all anybody can talk about me on the verge of possibly becoming the first woman president is these ridiculous emails and whatever the fuck happened in Benghazi. So maybe it was just a kind of a bitter way of reminding everyone, hey, what the fuck are we really talking about here? Let's all make history together, huh? Which I still don't agree with as a platform for being elected president. It, but also, too, she's got another thing that she's kind of battling against that Barry did not is she the shadow of her husband she's gonna have she doesn't have the shadow of her husband I think the the way she came out of that whole scandal gleaming and I think if anything the sympathy of of people especially women voters are still on her side because of that they want to vote for her because this is a strong woman who you know made a choice to stand by her man and uh not that i agree with that narrative but well another thing you could say too is none of her opposition capitalized on it no, nobody struck while the iron was hot so to speak what like nobody said you want a, a woman no on the, not with her that, finger with on her... the button and she has a period yeah. every 30 days yeah. it's not logical you want, to, you want someone who's going to be president only three weeks a month well they no. they did come after a little bit not a little bit on a, a, quite a bit actually on the her vote on the iraq war which has been one of the things that's kind of haunted her and one of n- numerous issues that people can kind of point to as her being a flip-flopper um the other big one being gay marriage that nobody likes to talk about everyone wants to pretend like she was uh in on it from the start um that who gives a fuck it's legal now who gives a shit like right but do you want to i mean that's not the way a leader acts is it that we don't want somebody blowing with the wind just you know whatever they think popular opinion is they're going to go that way yeah but it's that's it. how don't they all do that uh, that's uh, i mean to a certain extent but clinton was uh slick willie there was was criticized profusely for doing that for letting the polls dictate mm-hmm. his policy a lot of times yeah, guys but, like bush didn't give a fuck yeah but bush if too. you ask any Anybody under 30, they'll tell you he was the greatest president of the last fucking 50 years. So, I mean, did it really affect him? Because he was, a, cause he was uh, playing to the people. He was playing yeah. to the crowd. He was giving he, them what they want. You could argue it affected him in not an adverse manner, in a better manner, you know? You, you no, could, I'm just, I'm, it's, it's one of those criticisms that it, it can be valid, but I think it was just a, a blanket criticism of him a lot of times that people would throw at him. You know, it's, it's... <sighs> 
I, I never. It can be valid on certain things. Certain things, yeah. I'm sorry. Like at one point, we all thought slavery was a good idea. So I mean, it, you know, someone had to go. Well, wait a minute. We don't really give a fuck what the popular opinion is. This shit ain't right. So. I mean, if we had pollsters back then, would, yeah. would it, you know, would it, would it well, you, have been postponed even longer? I think that's a good point, Rich, because, you know, this isn't like something that happened over the course of a generation. We're talking in a matter of uh, two, three years, her position completely changed from marriage being strictly between a man and a woman. And this, is, this wasn't just like a position out of absence of having an, an opinion or absence of being in support of gay marriage. She actually came out and said that she thinks legally marriage should continue to be between a man and a woman. And then I, after the Supreme Court decision, she came out saying that she was uh, she was happy and thought that that was the right decision and kind of made it like, well, you know, I've been, been for this all along. This is awesome. I'm part of the party. Well, and, she, and she wasn't the, marry her girlfriend but, after but she wait, divorced this bill. But she, was, but she wasn't the type of leader that would uh, actually be willing to stick her neck out for an issue that she thought was important when it came to something like human rights like this. Well, so that... I've kind of reversed my position on it. Well, not kind of. I, well, I, not as drastically as her. I mean, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I find myself the the old saying: the the younger you, if you're young and you're not a liberal, you have no heart, and if you're when you get older, if you're not a conservative, right. you have yeah, no brain. I said that. I'm the opposite of that. Like yeah. I, the older I get, the more liberal I get, because I'm like, it does it affect me? Then I don't give a fuck. Do what you want. This right. This world, for the most part, is is it's like war. It's well, it's long periods of boredom punctuated with sheer terror. Right. So it, if you can get some enjoyment and some happiness in your little corner of the world, fucking go for it, man. Yeah. No, the idea of at being more conservative, getting more conservative as you grow older. Um, I think that that is really a generational thing, and I think um, our generation is more seeing the backlash from that, where we see the ridiculous mindset of the previous generation and go, well, you know, I used to believe that because my dad would go, oh, these faggots on TV, this nigger dancing around on TV, or my grandpa would say something like that, and you just go along with it because you're fucking 10, and that's all you know. And then you get older, and you start realizing that you can distance yourself from those core beliefs that you grew up with and have a wider perspective of the world and you start going who gives a fuck really at the end of the day what does all of this mean it's nothing why are you sticking your nose into somebody else's business or why do you care what color their skin is or where they're from so yeah we're almost experiencing the opposite of what previous generations have have experienced which is becoming more conservative when they get older we're we're becoming more liberal when we get as we get older what i find super ironic about your statement rich is that like Hey, whatever floats your boat, as long as it doesn't affect me, used to be, I'm saying used to be, like, a core conservative principle. Now, not so much. Well, you know, okay, there's another point that Hillary Clinton had mentioned, actually, in the debate. Let me find, because she, she kind of calls out conservatives in here uh, on the issue of Planned Parenthood. But, you know, we've kind of talked some about the uh, the harvesting of organs and the uh, the way that the conservatives have, have used that to try and defend fun Planned Parenthood, at which they only consider to be based around abortion. I think it's like, what, 5% of what they do, or maybe it's as much as 10%. But uh, when the issue came up of Planned Parenthood, they don't have... They don't mind having big government to interfere with the woman's right to choose and to try and take down Planned Parenthood. Exactly. They're they're fine with big government when it comes to that. I'm sick of it. We should not be paralyzed by the Republicans and their constant refrain, big government this, big government that, except for what they want to impose on the American people. I know we can afford paid leave because we're going to make the wealthy pay for it, which is paid leave is kind of a big issue, it seems. The idea that you can get paid family leave and that uh, I guess this is going to be in some way government subsidized because she says the rich are going to pay for it. Look at the difference between an Eisenhower type Republican president and and then their 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 lord and savior of on the right Ronald Ronald Reagan. Look yeah. at the difference. I mean, he was a big government president. I mean, he, he that that's all there is to it. It people rewrite history to where, you know, oh, well no, he he didn't support this. He didn't support that. Yes, he Bush did. I mean, he, he he was known as a union killer and he used 
the government to do so. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is one of the things that so many people on the right hang their hats on that, you know, well, it got rid of unions and blah, 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 and it weakened them. Well, how do you think he did that? Big government was nothing but a talking point that they kind of, that they stole from the libertarians. They said, oh, this, is, this idea is catching on. This has traction. Let's incorporate that into our language, but not have it reflect our policies in any way. Yeah. I mean, I, I to me, it's the whole big government thing. Look, it's here to stay. And no matter what, the government's going to have it's it's well, so, some it's in some capacity, it's fucking fingers in your fucking in your pie. So right, that's what's interesting about Bernie Sanders because well, obviously being liberal, he's not going to talk about big government, but he's not going to necessarily deny it either. And instead, he offered to explain how democratic socialism works in America because whether people want to accept that or not, that is what we have on our hands here. We have a, a democratic socialist society it's not completely socialism but there's certainly enough elements of it in there and you i think a lot of people who hear the word socialism and either have a knee-jerk reaction to it as well i was taught this was bad or mm-hmm. they're just you know uh what do you, what do you, mom god apple pie america it will never right. be socialist well i don't think it a helped. lot of their a lot of their heroes on both sides they don't realize were democratic socialists i mean orwell was a democratic socialist and both sides use him to point to the other side and say look what they're doing it's just like orwell so it it, it really is ignorance in this country is what it, it, that boils down to in my opinion ignorance of what that that term actually means mm-hmm. i don't think he's doing himself any favors though by using denmark as an example <laughs> i mean even hillary pointed out we're in america i don't know if she said it like that because i didn't watch the actual footage but i pictured her saying damn it we're in america we're not talking about denmark they took her jabs yeah but also, the, the biggest thing, the, the, is ironically, which must be frustrating to Bernie Sanders, the burn, the biggest thing that everyone was talking about is how he kind of came to the defense of Clinton when it came to the email scandal. And really, it was just an, uh, an offhand comment. He wasn't going on a rant about it. He said, enough with, uh, said, uh, let's see, people are sick and tired of your damn emails, he said to Clinton. Do you say it to her or about her? Because the clip I saw pretty much seemed like he was addressing he's like look i know that i don't have a dog in this fight but can we get to the bigger problems here than someone's emails right yeah thank you that's the context in which he phrased it yeah he said there's real issues to talk about here and people are sick of and tired of your damn emails and he did he, he said it both uh about her and to her i think she definitely responded well i i mean eh, it's just you know how it is man anything any, anything they can grasp at to throw on during election periods they're going to do it and i mean they, they tried to get this benghazi thing to stick it really it really didn't it, and i mean it kind of all blew up in their faces when when they tried to elect a new uh house whip didn't it what was the i can't even remember his name because i didn't know who the fuck he was before and now he's out of the race race to oh, the, uh, yeah, house majority yeah, the guy leader. that was <laughs> but he so was like well, he's like well uh, how what have you actually done to prove your leadership? And he's like, well, I helped start the committee for uh, to find out what happened in Benghazi. And uh, and now Hillary's numbers are, are dropping in the polls as a result. And everybody just kind of went, whoa, wait a minute. You just said it. You just that we weren't supposed to talk about it. The whole reason for Benghazi was to find out the truth, not to try and bring down a politician. You just spoke the truth. And then he was stricken from the list of acceptable <laughs> House majority leaders. I know it's like in a relationship when you say one thing and mean another. No, no. And then you admit you're like, Oh fuck! I just screwed up. Yeah, he got he got he got booted for that rather quickly. Have but. you guys been following the Speaker of the House thing? Like nobody wants it, right? Well, that's what happened since. Uh, ever since he stuck that one guy, I should look up his name, but he stuck his foot in his mouth. Now everyone's like, because uh, you know, it's a thankless job. It's like a giant game of smear the queer, man. No one really wants the ball. <laughs> <laughs> We got to find someone who wants the ball, wants to be tackled by 40 different guys at once. Right. It's it's kind of like working your way up in a corporation and then uh, heading up HR. You're, you're not going anywhere from there, right? You've you reached a decent position, but you're never going to be the boss from there. You're not getting promoted. You're, you're going to be... This is a thankless job where you're going to be blamed for every piece of legislation that doesn't get passed. How many people have gone on from House Majority Leader to President? There we go. We, <laughs> I just, can't we, think we just of... need crickets right now. Man, <laughs> right there. I rest my case. <laughs> <laughs> I just had flashbacks well, when I was in a band and we'd finish a song. Chirp, well, chirp. Uh, back to the, the debate a little bit, though. Because, well, we can't even call this a debate, can we? And they never really have been. 
I mean, you look at uh, Chris and I talked last week about Harvard debating um, what was what prison did they debate? The prisoners won. That was like a real actual debate. Now, I know it doesn't make sense to have that type of debate for uh, when we're talking about presidential candidates. But do we have to come up with a different word for this? This is really just a a long form interview where they're able to address each other. Yeah, they actually like debate any issues. And then we give them the, the option of having questions from Facebook asked to them like what the fuck if we're not even having a trustable a trusting reliable uh mediator for this thing then why don't we just make it a ask me anything and that's how we pick the pretty much it's a uh, ama an ama on reddit yeah well didn't fucking wasn't that wasn't uh their style of debate where it was like the town hall debate where they had they had a moderator but i mean he basically just made sure the crowd didn't you know rise up and lynch anybody but right you know people would ask questions from the audience i mean remember in in 92 that was uh so have you ever smoked pot and he was like i tried right. i tried i couldn't right. hail you know and you're like oh, right please and you're I high think, right now and you know th- there's different styles of of de- debate we're going to use in in quotes air quotes here from here on out uh and i i'm betting that hillary's team really pushed for this style of debate because that was the type that bill clinton really shined at when he could talk one-on-one with the people and look them in the eye and have that little glint and point at him with his uh with with his knuckle bite his lip and bite his lip oh man they were <laughs> hooked you know well and he yeah. was just in his glory when he was in when he was debating when he didn't have to you know it's i'm not saying that they were all softball questions because i mean clearly they weren't but he was able to charm his way out of it in the perfect example that you cited well it yeah I, and i remember very much reading oh, an article it was years ago i can't remember who wrote it or what it was in but someone was like you know my impressions of clinton x amount of years on and they were just flat out like he gets you one-on-one he he'll charm the pants off you literally and figuratively so <laughs> they, that's what he's good at he's good at pressing the flesh you know some well, people are better at, at public speaking and then you get them one-on-one and they're a stuttering stammering mess it's other people it's you know vice versa clinton was better at one-on-one but yeah he could he could hold a crowd too i mean the what was it 2012 democratic convention i mean he got up there and spun that old aw shucks hillbilly bullshit and everyone was fucking loving it were you talking about bill again yeah oh okay okay um sorry well back to bernie though because so he was asked or actually i don't know if everybody was asked on this or if it was just asked individually the ridiculous question this is the most ridiculous question of the evening i i believe do black lives matter or oh i'm sorry all, all lives matter or do black lives or do all lives matter did he respond to telling them to fuck off and he yeah. should have, but probably not he's watch. not that low in the polls anymore um to which he said black lives matter he seemed to be the more important point to him well, because I guess this is a question that that got asked the Republicans too, and they all said all lives matter. Which, what does that even mean? Why are we asking these stupid questions? This is like chocolate or vanilla. What's your favorite <laughs> ice cream? What's your favorite people? Are you stupid enough? I mean, enough? if you get to the base are, of it too, you're running yeah, for president, like, sir. Uh, are you stupid does enough to matter, just, or does just this one group matter? Right. Are you stupid enough to right here on stage exclude a major portion of the human population? That's what they're asking. Are you just is it just about black people or is it about all people? I'm and I'm surprised that Bernie Sanders answered. I think he's the only politician that would have answered bl- that black lives matter, which seems to connote that uh that means that uh they matter more. They matter more than other he, lives. He's running on the democratic ticket. It's called pandering. Right. He knows if he <sighs> he knows if he gets elected, he knows who's going to be buttering his bread. I, I have a, I have a friend who posted a rather long rant on social media, and his his take on it was: Yes, we get it, all lives matter, but right now, a disproportionate number of black people are being fucked with to the point where some are dying, some are and and some of them who've died are dying under suspicious circumstances, and people oh. just want to go, oh well, I mean that's what happens when you resist arrest, and it's like yeah, but resisting arrest can be considered resisting arrest is the charge they throw at you when they have no other charge okay but can we talk about the elephant in the room here that people just keep seeming to fucking ignore when you have this conversation you want to look up the statistics for how many black people are killed by black people versus killed by white cops yeah i get that but if you we segregate ourselves by race we segregate ourselves in this country for the most part by race so i mean of course it's like 
what, who gets, what, well, who gets killed more in, in a domestic violence situation or domestic assault or home invasion? My just question is, have black people gotten the memo that black lives matter? Because if you look at the black on black crime statistics, it's staggering. I looked that shit up a, a few days ago and it's like something like 90 something percent of black people are killed by other black people. Yeah, but you could you could say that those are both tied to kind of the same problem. And I don't think that anybody can argue against those statistics. But the, the bigger point here is that uh, certain people's lack of understanding that black people are just as much human as white people is causing more people to die than you would normally get oh. from your average, regardless of population, uh, regardless of race or uh, or where you live, the, no- the average amount of violent crime. And another thing that's not brought it. up either is more white people are killed by cops every year than black people. Yeah, but are we talking because there's more white people in the country? Are we talking actually percentage of people? Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? You have to do this per capita, meaning yeah, that thank you. Yeah, you get, a, you get a percentage of the black population killed by police officers and a percentage of white people. I don't know the numbers. I'm not saying that your your statistics are wrong, Chris, but when you just look at raw numbers, you have to balance that against the the population. I I'll be honest with you. I but don't these were national statistics that I, I understand, up. but if they're just numbers, here's a thousand people here's a thousand white people that were killed and here's fifty black people that were killed. Okay, that seems like a pretty big disparity. But how does that line up, those numbers that I just threw out of my ass, how does that line up against how many white Americans are in this country and how many black Americans? Americans are, and you look at the percentage of the population that that is being uh, killed by police officers, not the total number. The total number can be totally deceiving. It doesn't really tell you the big picture. Here's what I think it should really be, but I don't think we'll ever see in our lifetimes. I don't have hope. I don't hold out hope for it. It's where we get past this shit, where it's white, black, Hispanic, whatever. Once again, I don't think it's going to happen in our lifetime. And it's okay. How many people who don't have the money to go lawyer the minute the cop starts giving them, you know, the full court press with questions get fucked with versus the people who, oh shit, my taillights out. And, you know, uh, did, did that traffic ticket check clear? Shit. You know what I'm saying? And I, I'm, I'm not, not going trying. to jail. Let me fucking, you know, and when it, when it's, when it stops being about race and it starts being about the fact that most of these people that are fucked with by cops in this way are fucking poor or working poor. It's not white, black doesn't matter. Go to, go to poor white fucking ghettos for lack of a better fucking term because they're the same fucking thing as in the hood and see how the cops fuck with people. It's no different. It's no different. Go to mm-hmm. any fucking trailer park with a bad reputation, and it's 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 what people picture Detroit on a smaller scale. And it's but it's white people for the most part. It's hard. the attitude but, that oh nobody here knows a judge, nobody here's got a brother on the force, nobody yes. here can fuck with me. But at the same time, too, Rich, how many of those people were shooting off at the mouth? A case in point: your situation a few weeks ago. You were yes sir, no sir. You could have been hauled off to jail. You yeah. weren't. You know, I'm not saying. Yeah, but some white, forty-year-old white motherfucker gets pulled over in a Jaguar and is a little mouthy with the cop. He's still not gonna go get the fuck out of the car and try and cuff the guy or pull his gun on him or some shit. He might write him a ticket. He might give him some shit. Shit might even get out of hand. It's totally possible. But in these scenarios, it's much more likely to happen to the poor person than the than the rich person. And and because of the the unfair, uh, because of the, the the fact that we do tend to push a lot of our minorities into the poor places to live, then it is going to happen disproportionately to them. And why this is this is this is where I think the 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 heart of the matter lies it's because i believe a lot of people not just police officers just people in general will see someone who's affluent and go that person has a lot to lose that person's going to play it safe and they're going to approach that person with that in mind whereas they mm-hmm. see someone who's poor and they go that person's got nothing to lose this person's more dangerous right just because of that they can also i think it's about being able to uh put themselves in the place what was I saying? Oh, it's also the idea of, uh, you know, the the well-off white person that fucks up. The cop is able to put themselves more in their shoes and say, oh, you know, like if I got fucking you know, blotto at the bar and, and you wrecked my car, I'd hope somebody would look out for me when it's, you know, some poor guy that he is either he can't relate to because he's a different socioeconomic status or he's a different skin color. He can just say, fuck, this guy's a loser. I need to get him the fuck off the road this is somebody who deserves to be locked up or punished in some way yeah well did perfect example my buddy who's a police officer and i'm friends with on social media posted a, a meme it was a picture of a, a, a 
like a, I don't know, maybe 10 year old Buick. And it said official car with, of driving while suspended. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, so basically, and it's like, it come from a site called cop humor. So basically what you're saying is you guys, even for all that, remember all the bullshit about profiling? Fuck, that's all a police officer does. That's all he does. Oh, look at that fucking beat up fucking well, piece of shit 10-year-old Buick driving around. Let me pull up behind him yeah, and fucking run his plates. But a cop's job is to profile. Yeah, that, that's pretty much their job description. Then, But once again, we're getting back to, then you know what? Let's be honest about it. Let's stop the bullshit and be honest about it. Well, the, the, the problem is there's a, there's a big difference between profiling professionally and profiling with a personal bias. And that's what's getting a lot of the cops in trouble. And, uh, and, and something that we're, I don't know, it's not like you can test for this, I guess. Maybe we should have like some kind of psychological test for, for police officers. But, you know, they, I believe they, they do they, have to take they, one. They are profiling, but they are profiling through their own personal bias. It does. It colors the, 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 how they're supposed to do their job. I think that's, that goes without saying. It's, it's a very rare a person on this planet can do a job where they have to, mar even marketing, something that is seen as marketing benign. Marketing nothing but, but profiling. profiling. Yeah, something well, that is seen as benign, but I'll tell you what, flip through your station sometime if you're bored and you're driving in your car and you're not listening to all the wonderful free programs on ChristopherMedia.net. Just flip through your radio stations and listen to the McDonald's commercial on the country station and listen to those voices and you tell me what race you think those people are and who they're trying to, to yeah. get to go McDonald's and then flip to the urban music station yeah. and tell yeah. me the same exactly. thing. Exactly. Yeah. Put on 95.5 when if you're in Detroit, put on 99.5 and then put on fucking 97.9 and tell me the tell me those commercials aren't profiling people. You got okay. the guy that sounds like Billy D. Williams hawking your Big Macs on WJLB but and then you got the guy that sounds like fucking Kid Rock hawking Big Macs on, on the country station. To, to loop this back around, though, I do want to kind of make a clear division between there's good and bad profiling that I described, and then there's the violence that we've seen pop up in the news, which is a totally different thing. Like There are plenty of guys doing bad profiling out there who may be racist, who may be prejudiced, who may hate these people that they're uh, put in charge of policing, but they never go that extra step of actually uh, you know, committing violence or shooting an unarmed person or whatever it may be well it, it, it just and it goes back to yeah i guess it depends on how this person's outlook is like why were they running they deserve to get shot so someone deserves to die because they ran and they're unarmed right see oh, me i favorite. would just be like we got his car yeah we, we know his address let's go find his that's ass. the best thing about watching cops is when the guy runs and then they have that conversation why were you running why were you chasing me i was chasing you because you're running why were you running i was running from you because you were chasing me <laughs> Yeah. And he's like, and then they start going, what did I do? What did I do? And he's like, I don't know. You must have done something. Why are you running from me? Yeah. Aaron, you're also forgetting, though. I'm, I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate here. Yes. Half the time in that Please. conversation is, I told you to stop. You know, we, we forget. It's Right. I'll, I'll, I'll bring it back to you know, what, what I think Corolla said it a couple months ago. Let's replace cop with person with gun. Mm -hmm. If person with gun says, stop. Stop. Um, sure. <laughs> I mean, well, it, yeah, it depends. I, it really does. I mean, as someone who's 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 been in a situation where I've had guns pulled on me that it weren't by police, uh, granted it was in I bet you work. did what they said? Well, I wasn't dying for at that point six bucks an hour. <laughs> so exactly. It's like, no sale. What's in the register is yours, buddy. Um, there you go. Exactly. Yeah, you but what if you grew up in a neighborhood where, what if you grew up in a neighborhood where the people who had guns and flashed them around a lot were gang members or even people who were out to kill you or your enemies in some way possibly and th then you're not growing up in an environment where i have a gun means stop i have a gun oh, means oh shit people with guns fucking lay down or run or you know get out of the way or throw your girlfriend in front of you <laughs> you're bitch you love me take a bullet for me yeah. right so you know they're not going to have that reaction to the cops either Aaron, I anyway, bet you people in those circumstances not. don't fuck with people with guns they probably know do not fuck with the person who's waving a piece around because they might be irresponsible because they might be, uh, they might not have uh, good judgment. They might be irrational. They might have a fucking mm -hmm. itchy trigger finger. Right. They might just be waiting for you to give them a reason. Right. They got and a this gold is, belt buckle says sure. I wish you would. Yeah. Yes. And this is good advice for when you're driving too. Watch out for the people who are swerving around and hit. Oh, I got hit, by the way. I should tell you that story. That was fun. You know, watch out for people who are driving like crazy because they could fucking take you out too. But it doesn't stop the problem. Of, it's, it offers absolutely zero solution or even insight into the problem of people drunk driving or driving erratically or in the other case.
case, cops shooting people who are unarmed or innocent or didn't even or may have committed a crime but didn't deserve to die because of it. Well, this goes back to our You're, uh, what I'm couple saying episodes is, ago. I think anybody, whether you are a police officer or not, this kind of ties into what you're saying, Aaron, is I think anybody who has a gun should have a psychological value evaluation once a year. Yeah. Cop no, or not. Cop that's or a, citizen. If you that's something are in possession of a firearm, you right. should be mentally evaluated once a year. Right. That's just me. But yeah, I mean... Just saying, like, you should always do what the guy with the gun says. It's, uh... It's good advice. Yes, absolutely. But I don't know. Never mind. We're, you know, we're, 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 <laughs> no, we're, retreading, no, we're retreading this, and I actually want to cover a couple more things to wrap up the uh, the debate, quote unquote. Okay. So just in case you guys forgot, there were, I guess, three other guys on stage there, huh? Martin O'Malley? The, is that the guys, his name? The guys holding down the single digits uh, approval ratings? The guys right. who will not be around after January? Martin O'Malley, which is not the guy from WKRP in Cincinnati, I found out. I thought who that was it again? Martin O'Malley. Who was the DJ oh. with the shades on a WKRP? That was what was it? Doc, what was it Johnny Fever? Johnny Fever, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. What was it? What was the actor's name though? Oh, Howard Hussman. Yeah, I don't know why I always think that his first name's Martin. So, uh, what was I saying? Chafee, Lincoln Chafee. Oh, Lincoln Chaffee. Yeah, yeah. Chaffee, yeah. former Rhode Island governor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was there. He was asked about his 1999 vote to repeal Glass-Steagall, and uh, what? well, okay, so that was. Uh, that was in a law that came out of uh, the big stock market crash and depression in the 20s that prevented commercial banks from doing investment banking. And when that law was repealed in 99, that was actually something that uh, I don't know if anybody pointed out that Bill Clinton was was involved saying, uh, in. I was just about too. to say, under Democratic president? Right. Uh, <laughs> um, this, yeah, this, uh, this basically removed that regulation from the commercial banks and allowed them to be a little bit more venturous with their funds and do things like completely fuck up the real estate in uh, the uh, real estate. I almost said real estate industry. What's what am I trying to say here? Banking? No. Houses. Buying houses. I mean real, real estate. estate. That's real estate, sir. No, but... Uh, Mortgage? Uh, nope. The housing bubble. That's the term that I was trying to come up with. Aren't the Democrats always supposed to be on our side? So, <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, so Glass-Steagall basically caused the housing bubble that caused the recent, recent uh, well, recession, I guess we called it. But, okay, so he, he defends his vote on Glass-Steagall by saying that he was a rookie in office. And... Uh, <laughs> it's my first day. <laughs> Yeah, it's I have my no first, idea what I'm doing. You know, which really? I, lo- I love that excuse. I think later on he said that uh, his dog ate his homework or something. That's why he couldn't <laughs> vote on another issue. I know. He just had to sign his paper, and I did. And that's the defense you use when you grew up poor, and all of a sudden you, you hit the lottery, and they catch you with like hookers and blow, and you're like, oh, I've never had money. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> so, what was the What was the other guy? All who, of a sudden, I have we, credit. What is that? Who are we missing? Uh, Webb. What's his name? James Webb? Ooh. Webb. Uh, I don't even fucking know, man. That's how... W-E-B-B. W-E-B-B. Jim Webb. Spike Webb? No, Jim Webb. Spud Webb? He killed there a man. He killed about bragging a man. He bragged about But he also... I guess he didn't get... He didn't get a lot of uh, time. He, he felt like he didn't get his fair share. Did he kill a man just to watch him die? So when it actually did come time for him to speak, he chose to use that time complaining that he wasn't given enough time. <laughs> <laughs> four times he com- well, four times he complained to moderator Anderson Cooper that he had waited 10 minutes to speak rather than going on the offense or lay out his own vision. With a sparse campaign schedule and little rationale for his candidacy, it's hard to see him ending up as in future debates. Uh, oh, wait, here. Uh, Cooper, tired of Webb's complaints about speaking time, summed it up. You agreed to the rules and you're wasting time. So if you'd finish your answer, we'll move on. He gave him the equivalent of, you knew the deal when you took the candy, get in a van. <laughs> oh, come on. That's basically what he told it also sounds like it's the 2015 version of can I finish? 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 Okay, I'll finish. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well, and is, other I news don't know, too. man. This is going to be an interesting election cycle. That's all I got to say. Yeah. They're just going to start playing circus music before the debates now. They're going to come out to Benny Hill. Speaking <laughs> <Yeah>. of <April. laughs> Well, everybody realizing how great Hillary was again kind of uh, 
it's a bummer for it's bummer news for Biden because he's kind of I think just going to slink back into the shadows again. Oh, Joe, he's Good. he's been he's been fucking above his fucking paycheck for a while with this vice presidency shit. Seriously, he, he, he rode about, Obama's coattails. He had That's about he two did. weeks of like, hey, I could actually do this. Like, I don't think this guy would get elected. I've been <laughs> vice president for eight years. He's, I've he's been waiting stuck. for him to get assassinated. This is just not how fucking it was supposed to right. play out. Last yeah. weekend, he snuck into the overall Oval Office while Barry was out and kind of sat in the chair a little bit and <laughs> smiled black people do have bigger asses and then, i'm sinking in deep you and know? then last yes. night he just uh, he just cried <laughs> why you always got to go there biden's tight waspy ass in the fucking president's <laughs> chair <laughs> god oh man well in in an effort to seem relevant rand paul live streamed his whole day campaigning on youtube now i don't know why anybody would want to watch that but the only thing I can come up with is because he's trying to go after all the youth that are interested in Bernie well, Sanders. He's trying to maybe try to cut into them. It's just it's a hail mary, I think. Like mm-hmm. what else? What has he got to lose? Which just, I don't see why you'd want. The he's going to go from three to two yeah. percentage points. I mean, I don't see why you want a group of people who historically don't vote on your side, anyways. Like that's just the one thing I see with that's going to it's going to sink Bernie Sanders. Congratulations, you have a whole group of people on board who don't vote. Oh, man. He made the mistake of Googling himself, too. <laughs> he Googled, when he Googled Rand Paul, Google prompted if he wanted to search for, is Rand Paul running for president? Oh. His response to Google was, I wouldn't be doing this dumbass live streaming if I weren't. <laughs> yes, I'm still running for president. Get over it. Don't worry. We've already gotten over it there. Yeah, we're over it. Yeah, we've been over it for uh, four or five years now. You need to get over it. At least what you need to do. Yeah. yeah. No, I think everybody's just... As much as that man has uh, some rather good ideas at times, he's still kind of scary. And I mean, this is somebody who's named, I believe he's named after Ayn Rand, even though it's not spelled the same. Yeah, that's that's what I picked up from that. And uh, I don't know. Those who enjoy and agree with the politics of Ayn Rand don't uh, tend to be for the little man and don't tend to be a very socialist either. Okay, so hold on a sec. Did we have a consensus that it's Ayn Rand, not Ayn Rand, or any of the other pronunciations? I thought it was Ayn Rand. Just wondering. I think Ayn, but I don't know. Did I say Ann? Because I probably did. Or I probably just went Ann. I've heard the same person refer to her and say say it at least two different times before. And I'm like, I'll flip flop too yeah <laughs> i'm like can you pick one and stick with it because i'm getting a little confused here how can you worship this person you can't even pronounce their name it's ann i like to call her ann <laughs> i really enjoy My rich this is the new media that no longer proofreads and puts out articles with misspelled words in the title so oh, shit in- informing ourselves is is done well i i've heard no- numerous people who have read ayn rand and pronounced it many different ways as well i think only she could tell you for sure um stayed and hey you know how, some... how opportunistic for bill by the way last night he had visual confirmation of where hillary was for a good two hours <laughs> said, bill how come you're watching your wife on tv while you're fucking me it's not what you think <laughs> <laughs> need to know what she's done okay well let's wrap it up with uh one other issue so. hey baby we need to hit it doggy style so i can tell her i actually watched it but- <laughs> so i'm gonna be quizzed on it later <laughs> so recently a milwaukee gun shop that was uh responsible for selling a gun that ended up in the hands of a cop killer was found liable for uh six million dollars badger guns in milwaukee was brought to court over the what they did was they sold to let's see well okay let's start with the police officers gun was used to kill brian norberg and graham kunish to Milwaukee police officers. Two weeks before, the gun was purchased at Badger Guns by, let's see, there's a, there's a word for it. Where is it? Where is it? I thought I highlighted it. There's, there's, a, uh, there's a word for somebody who buys a gun and then hands it over to somebody who couldn't have got a gun on their own. Uh, gun runner? No, no, no. Um, shit, give me one second. The middleman? I, I know what you're getting at. I just can't remember off the top of my head. Straw buyer. So this guy who bu- purchased the gun was a straw buyer. And a straw buyer is, a, is somebody who buys a gun for somebody else that it would not be allowed to legally purchase one on their own. So a straw buyer buys a gun for a guy 
who then kills two police officers. And in the past, we've had protection against this. It was in 2005 when they passed a law saying that gun shops cannot be held liable. Now, I wonder who actually wrote that bill and paid to have uh, all the advertisement done and convince everybody to vote for it. Maybe the NRA. Yeah, yeah. I give you their initials. Which, um, oh, you know, by the way, how lobbying works. I don't know if you guys have ever been curious about this, but a recent episode of Stuff You Should Know covered it, and it is fascinating, and I would definitely listen to it and the whole idea of when you hear people talk about how well the lobbyists wrote that law you can tell the pharmaceutical lobby wrote this uh health bill actually um in the system that we have that is kind of their job to write the laws nobody has time no senator has time between fundraising and running for election and uh, fucking interns and whatever the hell else they do to actually sit down and write a law well yeah it's pretty much it's here's a whole bunch of money in this law i wrote yeah it's it, it exactly what it is but yeah it's uh, about 40 minutes and it is absolutely fascinating opening my eyes up to how our government actually works i you know you hear about how does a law get get passed you know you know the uh the i'm just a bill just a, i was about to say old yeah. bill but you know nobody talks about who wrote it all these people who signed it and approved it and claim it's theirs but who actually wrote that language in there but anyway i'm going off on a tangent here the main point here was this seems to be um i don't know if it's not ever happened before but maybe the, the most high profile case where a gun shop was found liable the tune of six million dollars i mean i know guns can be very profitable business uh, i don't imagine that they'll survive that kind of for a small businessman in milwaukee i don't think they have that laying around well, i the the main question i have is did he know it was a straw buyer because that's the, that's the only thing i can think of is maybe why he got prosecuted is like because mm-hmm. how can you tell that if you're selling it to if they somebody? have a term for it well i mean i don't know it does a term derive from the fact that they because they know they gave it that he gave the gun to somebody else or is the term because there's there's a certain thing it's like uh like a coyote right the guys who bring people over the border mm-hmm. you know they have a word for that he's not just he how do you know that he's a mexican guy like the rest of them he was just along for the ride but you know uh because of repeated behavior and uh I don't know, certain ways of profiling probably as well. The only thing I could think of is this guy had to know what he was doing for his shop to be found, for him to be found liable. Well, he was, he, I think he knew what he was doing insofar as he was giving a gun to somebody who would have not been approved a gun on their own. No, that's a, like I'm saying, I think the gun store knew that they were selling this gun to this person to be passed off to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Right. But look at current laws when it comes to, there's very little protection of bartenders and bars in situations where they overserve well, and well, accidents are created up, but- because uh, th- th- we we uh, we have laws that, that hold them responsible, even though they don't know that somebody's going to go out and kill somebody. But well, in some way, they are doing the something irresponsible. There's no middleman. Like that's the thing with the with this straw buyer thing. There was the only thing I can think of is like I said is he had to know what he was doing mm-hmm. because well, okay, my, I can see my defense you're... on it was going to be the whole bartender thing. But if there's a person in the middle, right. I mean that's like I do see serving somebody a beer and then they gave it to somebody else. Okay, but. I thought there was a federal law that if if you sell a gun and you have a straw buyer, that straw buyer obviously does what he does, and someone is injured or killed with that gun, that's a federal crime. I thought that was the law on the books. Or is it, or am I missing something and that's just like a gun show law or is there a loophole? I mean, because the I, fact that this I is a, a correctly, doesn't even fucking matter in my mind, That that this dude should be sitting in fucking jail. I, if I... If I remember correctly, it, the, it, it was a law, the 2005 law, the Commerce in Arms Act, or I'm sorry, Protection of Lawful Commerce in Arms Act that shielded gun shops has since been, I, I believe it expired. I don't think it was actually repealed. I think it, it had an expiration date on it as a... Like uh, the assault weapons ban did and Bush didn't... Uh, right. Yeah, re-up it. Right, so that expired, and that actually gave the jury the leeway to say, well, you know, we can, or actually not even the jury, they would have to, they wouldn't even be able to be prosecuted if the if the 2005 law was still in place. They wouldn't even be able to bring them to trial. I mean, technically, he's an, he's an accessory to a murder, isn't he? If you really look, if you really want to break it down. Who is? The, the, the gun straw shop buyer? Owner. Well, okay, but to follow your... But your, that's your, if he knowingly sold it to the guy, knowing the guy well, was going to give it to somebody. Yeah. 
our analogy of the bar, right? And mm. in your clarification of it, which actually makes a lot of sense to me, this isn't so much the guy getting drunk at the bar. This is the guy going to buy beer at the convenience store for teenagers that then get drunk and go crash their car and kill somebody and then coming back to the convenience store owner who sold it to somebody with a legal ID, right? It was the guy who gave the alcohol to the kids, or in this case, the straw buyer who bought the weapon to gave it to the person who couldn't get approved on their own that should ultimately be responsible. But, but my whole thing is now, if the liquor store knew that this guy was buying mm-hmm. it for the teens, then there right. you go. You are open for process. That's my whole thing. But, is it this, right. this guy knew what he was doing? Like, you got what he was coming to him. But if let's, you didn't, I think that's kind of bullshit and it should be on the guy who gave the person the gun. But let's, let's be, uh, let's go full circle, come all the way back around to the beginning of the episode when we were talking about the lighter, right? And they have, lo- the reason that Rich got asked if he was old enough or, or asked if he had ID on him so he could purchase the lighter, even though it seems like a ridiculous question is because it's going to cost somebody money, right? And when money's involved, the behavior follows pretty quickly after. When when you're going to get in trouble as a store manager because you had to pay thousands of dollars in fines because your dumbass cashier sold cigarettes to somebody that was a minor and didn't even ask, and you're not asking by policy, then you're going to get your ass fired, and they're going to get somebody else in there that makes sure that that gets done. And this is kind of the same situation. We know that money solves these problems. If we think that we're not being tight enough on regulation on guns who are getting in the hands of people who are using them that, that shouldn't be, then uh, money is a great way to solve this problem. This $6 million price tag that they have to pay now because they sold this this gun to somebody who then used it irresponsibly, I'm saying that killed somebody but gave it to somebody who did, then uh, that's going to drastically affect the behavior of many other people selling guns, both, private, both uh, as a business and privately. And if, I'm just saying, if you want gun control, throw money at it or take it from the people who are getting the guns out there. That's, that's a better... Pro- I, that combined with the, with the test that we were talking about, Chris, mm-hmm. I think that's your idea for, for, for handling gun control in this nation. Why do you hate freedom, Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> There's something I've They're learned. For in, our guns. They're going to close learned, down the gun shops. Something I've learned in the last couple of weeks is that there are so many people out there who have so many misconceptions about gun ownership. Yeah, that's true. Uh, like, like what is and isn't legal. Like, I just had a conversation today with a coworker, and he goes, well, they banned assault weapons in uh, the 90s. I said, yeah, and it expired, and it wasn't re-upped. And so, and on top of that, they banned the sale of newly made assault weapons. Every assault weapon that was out there was grandfathered in. I bought a 9mm with a 15-shot clip. That You could do that. You just couldn't buy a brand new one in the States. And he was like, oh, I didn't know that. And I'm like, you're 20 fucking 7. Of course you didn't know that. Why were you wanting an assault rifle at that age anyway fucking dylan klebold so yeah uh, you know it's like well but the the reason that like as far as uh okay sorry let me start that sentence over again a little clearer (laughs) when it comes to this issue in the public opinion and the reason nothing's going to be done about it politically and the reason the nra has so much weight is because the people who are on their side these are people who have loved guns since they first held one in their hand versus the people who have never even thought about guns until one's pointed in their face. So, yeah, I mean, of course there's going to be ignorance about what the actual laws are. And it's it's always going to be until for those few people in this country who actually have to come face to face with it, either die or lose a loved one to gun violence that may have been prevented with stricter laws, uh, the majority, the vast majority of people aren't ever going to have to deal with that on a personal level, and they're never going to have a dog in the fight when it comes to gun control. They can all wring their hands at home and say, isn't this horrible? These people are crazy. These other people are suffering. What What does it mean? What does it all mean? What is this nation coming to? What are our politicians allowing to happen? What's happened to this great nation? You know, and then I they heard can a go soundbite on. from the debate last night, and they were talking about gun control. You know, and and I forget, maybe it was Lincoln Chaffee, maybe it wasn't, but it was somebody talking about uh, we have to uphold. And this was out of a Democrat's mouth. We have to uphold the tradition that we've had in this country of people being allowed to defend themselves. And just the, the more and more we have to hear about dead kids right. or dead people in general, like he said, defend himself. My first reaction was to say. Against what? I know I'm, I'm going back to a tired old argument here, but the Second Amendment was written when the Redcoats could become kick your door down and kill your family at any point. Right. right? 
I think we, we, we've evolved a little bit. Maybe not so much. Well, we, but we've okay. evolved a little bit in the last 275 years. Yes, but the Red Cults weren't what that was written for. That was written with the clear idea that your government could possibly get out of hand. This experiment that we're going to try with this new form of government, even though it's not really new, uh, could all blow up in everybody's faces. And we want to make sure that you people can use your own judgment and decide that you need to, if you need to rise up against your government, that you're going to have the ability to do so and that you're not just going to be outmanned or outgunned by your government and have a totalitarian government. So the whole idea of arming the po- uh, giving the option the freedom of the pop of the population having arms was scarily enough I, the idea of overthrowing the government if that's what it came to and i know that does sound like a ridiculous notion these days um well, but back it, then it wasn't it wasn't back then and it's there's plenty of other examples in our country where it clearly is not the case uh, that you know, if these people had uh, had the same freedom and access to weapons that we had, maybe they wouldn't be in the same situation. I don't know. That's just total hypothesis. I'm just pulling shit out of my ass. But yeah, it's not about. I mean, the government will draft you if they want to draft you. The whole idea of of, ha- of the right to arms was to be able to have the ability to rise up against your own government if you believed it was out of hand. So I mean, there is some is credibility of the crazies. You don't need a gun to combat it now. You need a you can do a lot more you can do a lot more with a laptop than a than a machine gun in this country plenty of people have already proven that mm-hmm. the, the people who rise up are going to get shot down right away the people who have information are able to bring the system down from the inside the most disturbing thing about the people who as you put it will you know that would rise up the most disturbing thing i find is that they're almost they're like Christians who support Israel. And Israel's like, hey, we'll yeah. take any support. Yeah, but you don't understand. They want you <laughs> to be there because it's biblical prophecy in their mind. So that you have to be basically fucked with for their savior to come back. Right, yeah. They wrote legislation called to serve Jews. What they didn't understand was to serve them up on a platter for Satan when, when the Antichrist returns to Earth. Yeah, exactly. And like, these To be lambs for pray, the slaughter. These people that I'm talking about, about they pray that like there is an uprising they want it to happen yeah. like and they don't oh. even they don't even hide it it's not a secret rich i think if you haven't watched um shit what's that hbo show with tim robbins and jack black oh uh the brink i i yeah Did you watch I, that's it? when i started and then i fell off because of uh, my little uh extended stay in <laughs> my place of lower revisit it did you see Some vacation what's yeah. the, what's the night court guy's name that's in it john laroquette john laroquette did you see him in it because he flips his wig like uh i know he like early he's on super christian isn't he's he? super christian but when shit starts going down for real he starts stoking the fire <laughs> it, yeah. it is just yeah fucking amazing i i got i got to the episode where uh yeah he he's on the phone and he's jack black gets on the phone and he's like yeah so and i picked that up that that was right. coming but i never well, watched that oh that yeah episode. right after that there's seven girls that need to be rescued because they were at school when all the shit went down and they Jack Black ends up bringing him into the embassy, and that is the magic number for John Larroquette's character. He's you presented me with seven girls. This is a sign. <laughs> this is the end times are coming. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's one of those things that if you believe in that, if that 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 type of thing, uh, you can fit almost anything in there. You got, because you're reverse engineering logic to make well, it. If, fair, if, if, if you believe girls that, are definitely I can, not virgins. If you believe that, I got a dinosaur saddle I can sell you. <laughs> hey, there's a bridge in Brooklyn here, too, that's for sale. I got some right. nice swampland in Florida. I think there we need to go. wrap it up for this episode, gentlemen. Is that with the right. lakefront property you got in Arizona, Rich? <laughs> I, one of my buddies, he's yeah, he moved out there, and he's like, yep, when it finally happens and it all falls in the ocean, I'm going to be rich. I'm like, dude, you're, you're betting on Lex Luthor and a Tool album. Stop. Seriously. Because <laughs> when that Lex Luthor's playing in uh, the first Superman movie? Ah. I don't remember. To blow up, to, 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 to put the bombs on the fault line in California, fall in the ocean, and all the desert property he bought would become beachfront. Dude, but so. if you know like, oh, anything yeah. about science, that is, I mean, I know it's a Superman movie, but that is so fucking impossible. <laughs> well, it, it, it's possible it might happen on its own over the course no, saying, of thousands force of years. It, like but, the, it's, you got to right. go miles down the amount of force <laughs> right. you would have to create. Like, this isn't this. like digging a, 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 a really huge pool. 
Yeah. <laughs> I think it's that's like, how you it's imagined like digging it. A, it's like digging a hole in your backyard, putting right. an M80 in it, and lighting it off, and thinking that's going to clear out the hole for the pool. Right. And not yeah. only would it, not only would nasty ass California sink into the ocean, but all this sand would rise up and create all these beaches along the edge of Arizona as well. God, Jesus. Ah, uh, yeah. You'd be looking Good at times, this ragged times. cliff. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know anybody who would want to live there outside of Lemony Snicket. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for downloading. Hey, thanks to the super fan, Dawn. Thanks, Dawn. Yeah. Thank you. Dawn uh, donated some money to us. She's, she's paying the bill for us this month. It's all going to start somewhere, right, Every guys? little bit counts. It's all really appreciated. Thank you so much. So yes. if you if you know Dawn and you see Dawn out, you owe her at least a drink. And, oh, yeah. and, you, and you like the show. But yeah. if she drinks, buy her a drink anyway. This is coming from the, the alcoholic. So there you go. But uh, please make sure you tell people. It's how it works. There's no ad budget, people. There's no promotional budget. This is a labor of love. We do this. We give you countless hours of free entertainment. So tell people. Give us a rating on iTunes. Give us five stars. Aaron keeps thinking you can create six stars. Hey, by the way, Aaron. Yes. You said you give two three-star ratings. It adds up to a six. What if you <laughs> no. give two five-star ratings? And you get ten stars. That's right. Ten is more than six. Rate us rate twice five, five stars. stars. Yes. But or- review us. Tell people. Follow us on Twitter at Unregimented Pod. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram with our one picture. But hey, we're there, right? Uh, but thanks, everybody, for listening. And we'll see you on Monday. Yeah. Tune in Monday when you can hear a story about a woman in New York City who failed to, who tried to sue her 12-year-old nephew and failed. Oh, that'll be interesting. All right. Later. All right. Bye. Later, guys. If you enjoy this show and want more people to know about it, head on over to iTunes, leave a comment, and rate it five stars. Make sure you like and share us on Facebook, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Just search for Christopher Media. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Most importantly, we would like to take the time to extend an extra special thanks to you. Christopher Media could not exist without your support. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net, and thank you for listening christopher media let's make some noise thank you for visiting christophermedia.net